This is Phil Parrish from the Legends of DC, Nuff Said, and Before the Bad podcast. And when I'm not talking all things DC and Marvel Comics, I'm listening to Set Lusting Bruce with Springsteen superfan Jesse Jackson. Welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and I am so proud and so happy to have Ellen on the podcast today. Hey, Ellen, how you doing? I'm doing great tonight, Jesse. Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, Ellen, uh, as we're recording this, it is the night before the election. And um, I was busy uh, recording a quick uh, We Take Care of Our Own podcast, but uh, Ellen gave me the brief uh, rundown of uh, Bruce's uh, mini set that he just did at the rally. So he um, he sounded good? He sounded very good. He, he sounded very good. Um, anything with Bruce is great. As a matter of fact... Um, I just purchased tickets this evening for the Rainforest event at Carnegie Hall that Trudy Styler does every year because one of the reasons is well, it's a great cause and uh, Bruce is going to be performing along with Sting and James Taylor and Chris Bobby. Ooh, that'll be nice. Yeah. That sounds really good. Well, yeah. Um, I'm going to have Ellen introduce herself and talk a little bit about, but I, I want to say that I'm especially happy that she reached out to me because, you know, listeners, I end my podcast, almost every podcast, with if you want to share your Bruce Springsteen story. And um, I don't get a lot of people reaching out to me. I, I feel at times like a life insurance salesman. No disrespect meant to the fine people who work for insurance, but you're always prospecting. I'm always looking for people to talk to. And Ellen actually did that. She she sent me through Facebook saying, hey, thanks for making my friend. I want to talk about Bruce. I went, yay. So thank you, Ellen. You, you mm-hmm. made my – heart saying in my face smile so Mm -hmm. tell me a little Mm -hmm. about yourself okay well jesse thank you um i yeah i did reach out i actually through bruce book um one of your posts actually prior to your sharing the bruce story was about um things that you were grateful for as well as um, you had made a reference to breast cancer survivors and stories. And a couple of things touched me. A, I am celebrating 30 years this week being a survivor of breast cancer. Very nice. That is wonderful to share. And I'm very thankful and grateful um, to be having this conversation today because 
had it not been for taking the advice of a doctor and having a biopsy for peace of mind, I wouldn't be alive today. So I'm very grateful. That is awesome. For, for that. That is, and, and, and good advice. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, go ahead, continue. Um, I will continue. Yes. Um, well, uh, Bruce Springsteen um, has been in my life since the mid-1970s. Um, my older brother introduced me to his music, and it uh, bonded us closer uh, together. And I have been to several Bruce Springsteen concerts. Um, and as I have grown up and grown with Bruce, um, my connection uh, to his music, his songs, has gone deeper and deeper. Um, when I'm at a Bruce concert, I'm in my happy place. And I said that from day one and it really wasn't until the recent tour with the river um which i saw three times broke the budget uh uh, that i realized and knowing a little bit more about bruce and where he came from what the connections are um that i have uh to his music well that's interesting you know one of the things that strikes me right away there mm-hmm. and as I go through this podcast, there's a lot of stories about um siblings and mm-hmm. you're I have a fair amount of people who are the oldest that tend mm-hmm. to influence their younger brothers and sisters, but I have just as many that have uh, older brothers and sisters that kind of help them find their musical identity, not just with Bruce, but with other bands. So I think that's interesting mm-hmm. that your brother kind of was that, you know, musical mentor in a lot of ways. Yes, yes, he was. He, he was. Um, he, he was. Um, and I have lots of good memories um, with listening to Bruce music with my brother and actually going to several concerts with him. My brother lives out in California. He's been there um, over 30 years, and um, I've actually flown out there um, just to see my brother and to see Bruce out in L.A. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of Mm -hmm. a, you know, twofer. Well, Mm-hmm. Let's go back to okay when you were a child. What kind of music mm-hmm. did your family listen to? Um, was it a mm-hmm. was it a big musical family or was it not something that your family was in? No, no. The my, my the only real memories I have about music and my family, um, perhaps the the only positive memory was watching the Ed Sullivan show and watching the Beatles when they debuted on the Ed Sullivan show. And um, not really a musical family. Um, not really, not really at all. I, um, music was something that I learned via my brother. Mm-hmm. Um 
in school. Um, I wanted to sing, but I had a horrible singing voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as a matter of fact, when I tried out for the choir, the teacher said, you have a cold. And I didn't, but I said yes. And she said, come back when you get over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was determined to do something musical, so I took up the flute okay. and played the flute throughout high school, had private lessons, um, marching band. Um, and the more I learned, uh, the more I played, the more pressure I felt. And it wasn't fun anymore, so I actually decided not to play because I felt of all, all this pressure. Yeah. And years later, watching the Boston Pops on TV with my parents, my father would say, see, that could have been you. And I would say, see the waitress? That could have been me, too. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you graduate high school, Ellen? I graduated in 1976. Okay, so I graduated in 77, so we are kindred spirits. Um, mm-hmm. um, now, if I, we, we kind of talked a little bit before we started hitting record, but um, you were a little bit – I was a little more top 40 than you were, uh, if I remember correctly, correct? Mm-hmm. What kind of music yes. did you like? Um. I, well, I liked, um, in the 70s, I liked Fleetwood Mac, Air Trees. Um, I liked Neil Young. Okay. Back then. Um, I loved James Taylor. Um, absolutely loved Bruce. Um, but I do have to say, I do have to confess, my first album was Carol King Tapestry. Oh, what a great album! And mm-hmm. and you just she's she's such an influence to so many people, and and just such a musical legacy. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, mm-hmm. So. You mentioned your brother helped you find music and find mm-hmm. Bruce. So when mm-hmm. did how did he first, you know, expose you to Bruce's music and how did that kind of happen? Um well, <laughs> it kind of happened. Uh, I was in college. I graduated in 76. Um I went away to school. Um, upstate New York, very snowy, senior Sweden. I was miserable. And um, I called my brother. My brother lived, uh, he went to school out in Colorado, actually in Boulder, Colorado. And he called me up and he just said, um, I w- I actually, he'd come home on, and he had been at the bottom line in New York City. As a matter of fact, he has a poster of like kind of the the back of Bruce um, for the bottom line. And I think that was 73, 74. I'm not quite sure. And um, he just started playing music. 
and I started listening, and my brother was so happy, and it made him happy, and it made me happy, and it was great. <laughs> Do you, going back, and gosh, mm-hmm. that's a long time ago for both of us. Do you mm-hmm. remember what first what captivated song? you, or what? just what about Bruce's music made you go, wow, that's, you know, made you notice well, I think I think it was more about the whole package, meaning that it wasn't kind of. I, I remember, you know, growing up, uh, you know, and this is going to sound funny, you know, David Cassidy, you know, oh, all the girls were, oh, he's so good looking, and my attraction to Bruce, well, he's he's easy on the eyes, but was more. This, I have, I, I don't know how to put it into words. The person, um, just being, whether I'm in a small venue or a large venue, being in the, in the, in, in the room, the, the, the feeling, the emotion, um, the goodness, the kindness, the, um, the spirituality in, in a lot of respects that, draws me, drew me to Bruce, continues to draw me to Bruce. Um, I say this to people, no no matter how many times I've seen him, it's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Um, I love the connection that he makes with, with everybody. I love the concerts that I've been to where his family has been there where his mom has been there, you know, and seeing his mom rock out and, and he just pours his heart and soul into every performance and you can feel it. Um, I, I believe he's genuine. Um, it's interesting when you read his book, he's right up front. He says he's a fraud, but I don't think he's a fraud. Yeah. Um, I think there are a lot of other people that are frauds, at least the way I interpret the word fraud. Um, but I just, I, I just think that he is who he is, and um, he's honest. He gives it his all, and um, that draws me to his music. And I think his words are so powerful. Um, and in listening, as I said, you know, as being older now, you know, from the 70s to now and, you know, into the river and the meanings and the struggles, I think so many people can relate. I certainly can relate. Um, I grew up, my childhood was not a very happy one. And my father was a terror in our household and caused lots of fear. So I can kind of relate to these songs that he writes and these stories that he tells. So. Yeah, I I loved uh, you know the autobiography. Um, the sh- I do think he opened his soul and shared a lot of different things, um, mm-hmm. very very much. Um, and you're right, there is. I think all of us have problems at times with our you know, our parents in different ways, but uh, that's interesting, Mm -hmm. the parallel between your father and, you know, his Mm -hmm. father. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it it is um it is uh it is interesting. It 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 really is. There are, I find lots of different parallels and I did have the opportunity to um meet do the do one of the meet and greets in Philly and um I wrote a one page letter um which I actually gave him two copies of just telling him about the connections I have to his music and, and, and really to sum it up, Jesse, it's that when I'm at a concert I feel alive. Um, I feel at peace. I feel like I'm healing. I feel like I connect to a lot of emotions that sometimes are painful but that we all need to face some of the some of that pain to move forward but the the it it goes deep uh so I kind of go through the spectrum but I keep going to the concerts because uh, like I said overall I'm in my happy place you know yeah um, I, I've said many times and this is a line that I stole from a good friend of mine with all excuses to Disney the happiest place on earth is a Bruce Springsteen concert and yeah. um, there is you are with, you know, your 10 to 20,000, you know, fellow Bruce fans. And it's this feeling of family and togetherness. And and it is a it is an enjoyable thing. It's a um, <laughs> my wife is worried that I'm missing Bruce Springsteen perform live and uh um, she's, uh, mm-hmm. she is watching. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So do you remember the first time you saw him perform? You know what? I don't remember the, I don't remember the first, I don't remember the first concert. I remember moments at, at many, you know, at many of the concerts. I don't remember the first time. I saw him. Um, I do remember that. I re- do remember a couple of things. Though. I do remember a concert I went to. Uh, I went to the Tom Joad uh, oh, nice. acoustic concert at the Beacon Theater um, back, I think it was 1995. And um, I was a lot younger then. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny because I went with a friend of mine and when I left, we went through the whole thing. The whole time I was waiting for that moment where he would kind of break out into Born to Run, Mm -hmm. uh, Bundero, and that never happened. Um, And I didn't really appreciate the music of Tom Joad then mm. when I left there I was like oh my god I'm so depressed yeah <laughs> um you know and now being a little older and a little wiser you know those songs are really powerful and yes. a different appreciation um cons- I mean just recently I I saw him at the Meadowlands also, um, at the end of the River Tour, 
here in uh, in in the U.S. And um, those concerts were great, and it, he was having a great time. And you were talking about when you're at a concert, people are happy, they're enjoying it, families go. Um, I had extra tickets. Um, and there was a girl with her dad and she had a sign saying, I have high hopes. And I went up to them and the dad said, well, she's looking to go to her first Bruce Springsteen concert. So I said, well, you know, just make me an offer. And I basically gave the tickets away and I felt so good. I felt so happy. My friend turned to me. I, I had tears in my eyes and my friend turned to me and said, are you okay? I said, yeah. I said, I just felt really good about that. I said, I felt really good about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and that was, that was, that was really positive and that, and that was terrific because, you know, prior to that, somebody had approached me and he was like, well, whatever. And he was kind of really mean and I'm like, okay. And it was like this, the look on this girl's face, <laughs> was priceless and anyway so yeah um i which, i feel like i'm going all over the place no 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 <laughs> you're doing all right you're doing great um which mm-hmm. shows did you go to in um jersey which ones on the for the met um at the metro you know stadium at the meadowland i went uh, 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 i went to all three concerts. okay nice <laughs> i I, I went, yeah, well, you know what? I, the, people have addictions, and Bruce's and the E Street Band are one of my addictions. Um, and because it, because I'm so in my happy place when I yeah. go, I just, I, 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 I just I just go and I went I didn't think I'd go all three nights and I went all three nights. Um and it was it was amazing and each show was different. Each show had a different vibe, uh-huh. had kind of a had a different had a different tone. Um, and each show, and each show was amazing, and um, I'm glad. Yeah, it sounds like I'm, I'm glad that I. Did you make any of the shows before he went to Europe, where he was doing the River in Total? Yes, I, I saw I, I saw him at the Barclays Center with my husband and my son. Okay. Um, I saw him with my husband. We drove up to Hartford. And I saw him at the um, oh God, is it the Prudential Center in New Jersey? Nice. So I saw I saw him do the river three times. <laughs> yes, from beginning to end. Yes. So I actually I saw him six times on this latest tour. It was it, it was a very good Bruce year, is what you're telling me. It right? was it was it was a very good Bruce year, and it's now going to extend a little bit by seeing him at Carnegie Hall um, in nice. December. Yeah, and I actually it was an excellent Bruce year because I mean, if anything, I mean, just 
being able to meet him, a friend of my own, through a friend of, had a friend that worked at the library in Philadelphia, and I actually got my eight seconds to uh, shake his hand, get a hug, give him my letter, and say to him, I woke up this morning in the land of hope and dreams. Oh, I love that. That's a beautiful thing, Ellen. That's nice. What did he say? He just, he looked at me and he smiled and he said, thank you. I said, I wrote this. He took the letter and I remember looking at his hand and he took the letter and then he handed it to somebody who who works from him. And, And then we smiled, took the picture and I said, can I give you a hug? And he said, yes. I gave him a hug, and um, and then off I went. And then I waited for him to leave the library and saw him get into his car and and take off for home. And it was awesome. And what was really awesome about that, too, was the two-and-a-half-hour wait online to see him went very quickly because we were just a bunch of people, part of the Bruce Nation, if you will, just talking and sharing stories and why we were there and we had a great time and the people I was online with at the end after we went through we saw each other and we hugged and I've been in touch I've made three new friends in Philadelphia who were you know we're we're friends we we stayed we stayed in touch and it's great. That's awesome. It's great. That's mm-hmm. that's so beautiful, and I'm so glad. And and I'm glad you got to share your letter to him. Um, I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people talked about that. That you know they had a spot where you could drop it off, or like in your case, give it to him, and he kept it. So um, you knew that you know he has the opportunity to read this and feel this and. And I know it means it based on the interviews I've read, it sounds like all these book appearances have been as special to him as it's been to the fans mm-hmm. lucky enough to go to it. Yeah, I I, I think I think these book inter these these meet and greets are definitely for him going out of his comfort zone. Yeah, that's interesting. From, well, because I think from everything you read, he's always, I mean, yeah, when, in, in reading his book, it's like he transforms on stage, like the person that we see in the four-hour concert. I mean, that's his being, that's his therapy, but he's a really, he's always been mm-hmm. a pretty private person, and that's yeah. one of the things, I mean, you never really read... There have been like one or two hints of a of, of a scandal over the years, but you've never really read about scandals in his right. life or problems with his kids, um, like you know, w- with other people, famous right. like him. And I really think that I, I and I appreciate it from a fan's perspective that he didn't need to do this book tour to sell his books. No, he didn't. They would have sold. He didn't yes. need. To, he doesn't need to do. He doesn't need to do anything. You know. I mean, right. he's done so much, I and agree. the fact that you know he 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 did these 
books, you know, the the, the book meet and greets. Um, it's not it. It's like I said. I really think he was going out of his comfort zone because he wanted to be able to connect one on one with fans like me, um, mm-hmm. who were so blessed to be able um, to get a ticket, to get the opportunity yeah. to do this. Because I never, never would have thought, you know, unless you know somebody who knows somebody or has a lot, a lot of money, you know, a, you know, a really strong connection, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I'm really grateful that I had this, this opportunity because I never thought that, that I would. Yeah, I've had this, and I still I still think about it, and I'm like, wow, yeah, that really that's happened. Awesome. <laughs> so, Ellen, do you have any meaningful songs or albums of his? Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about you're mm-hmm. a um, longtime breast cancer survivor, and I know mm-hmm. from your note you found out mm-hmm. you had breast cancer at a very interesting time. Um, well, yes, I did. I, I found out that, um, I had breast cancer five days before my wedding. Um, my 30th anniversary will be November 9th Mm -hmm. and November 4th, which happened to be Tuesday and was election day 30 years ago is when I found out I had breast cancer. And, um, at that moment, I felt like my life really had gone out the window, but my husband and I, we got married and we're celebrating 30 years together. We have a 23-year-old son who is a Bruce fan, and one of my pleasures is we've gone to concerts together. We even made a journey to Boston a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago to Fenway Park as a family. And um, and so are Bruce Springsteen. And for songs, anything that that that, that stands out for me, um, I love the land of hope and dreams. Sure. Um, uh, when he played it at one of the MetLife concerts, I turned to my husband. I was like, like a little kid, so excited because. I hadn't heard him play that live in a very long time. Right. In a land of hope and dreams. Um, the rising, um, on a lot of levels, um, when I'm listening to the rising, I turn it up in my car. I feel empowered. I feel strength. Mm-hmm. Um, Was there anything that mm-hmm. you specifically listened to as you were, you know, kind going of to help, treatment. going through your treatment, yes. Mm-hmm. Born to run. <laughs> okay. Because, baby, you know, I mean, I pictured myself just getting on a motorcycle and just taking off, mm-hmm. and and, um, and 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 running. Um, I had mentioned the rising because I was in Lower Manhattan. Um, yeah. Uh, with 
mm-hmm. um, and saw very closely, too close. Yeah, it sounds like it. What was happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so, on a lot of levels, about rebuilding and and healing and connecting and plowing through. Mm-hmm. You know, Ellen. So it sounds like your husband is a fan as well. Yes, my husband is a fan. Um, he he became a fan when we when we met. Mm-hmm. Um, he really you know, he wasn't really um, into Bruce like I was into Bruce, and he started going to concerts with me because that's what husbands do. They make their wives happy. (laughs) Absolutely. And he has become, he's become a big, he's become a big fan. Um, And our son, I mean, sharing the music with our son um, is, is great. Um, It's just, it's really it's great because when I think about it, I was younger than he is um, when I started listening to Bruce. Yeah. And and he's enjoying this music, and it's really kind of freaky. You know, I think it's amazing that – you know this this musical journey and this journey of living in the land of hope and dreams as you talked about it is mm-hmm. you know uh, one of my favorite lines is you'll need a good companion on this part of the ride and mm-hmm. i just can imagine how scared you both were being young mm-hmm. and you're about to get married and you find out that you're you know, you, you have breast cancer and you, you got to come up with a plan and you guys mm-hmm. go through this together and you come out mm-hmm. um, stronger and better together. And there is a sweetness that your wedding anniversary and you're finding out you have this horrible disease kind of combine together. Mm-hmm. Great sadness yeah. and a great fear but at the same time great joy correct exactly and also the the other line your faith will be rewarded yeah and i never lost my faith and you know one of the things for me because being a young woman um in my 20s with being diagnosed with breast cancer and and going through surgery and radiation and chemotherapy um, one of the things 30 years ago I kept asking the doctor was, what about children? What yeah. about children? Because I, I always wanted to have a boatload of children. I love kids. Right. And my, and my doctor would look at me and say, kind of like, mm, you know what? Let's not go there right now. I don't really have an answer. I can't wow. tell you. And when I met, when I made my five-year mark, mm-hmm. um, I said to the doctor, I said, well, I said, what do you think? 
And he said to me, I really don't have an answer. And I just, my husband and I just said, kind of in a, my, our faith will be rewarded. Yeah. If it was meant to be, it will happen. And it happened. Our son was born in, I was diagnosed in 1986, and our son was born in 1993. So our faith was rewarded. And, you know, I'm I'm healthy. Our son is healthy. My husband's healthy. So, yes, the land of hope and dreams. So I will tell you, Ellen, you've hit the hat trick in this one episode. You've shared your Bruce story. You've shared your meeting him at the bookstore, mm-hmm. and you've shared your gratefulness along with your surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This has just been so wonderful, and and I'm so glad you opened up and and reached out to me and shared the story. That's, you know, I have a lot of fans of Bruce's music that have talked about you know, uh, no retreat, no surrender of just, you mm-hmm. know, playing that song over and over again. And mm-hmm. and it, I am sure there are other musicians that have fandom, but it it's maybe because I do this podcast, but I hear so many wonderful stories from people talking about how his music has helped them through so many things in their life. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. you shared the story. Thank you. And then thank you, Jesse, for doing what you do. And I'm really glad that um, we connected. Well, I'm so glad, too. Um, so any final thoughts? Um, just that thank you. you thank are, you so much. You are very I, welcome. You know. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, this was beautiful. Do um do you have a Twitter uh, account or how can someone reach you if they want to uh, reach out to you? Um. Well, <laughs> if they want to reach out to me, um, right now the best I I you can reach out to me on Facebook. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. I will. Uh, put that link. Uh, okay. I'm uh, as Ellen Warsaw Brand. Okay. I will do mm-hmm. that. Very good. Well, hang tight while I do a little bit of business. And if you okay. want to be like Ellen and join me on the show to talk about Bruce Springsteen and all that applies, reach out to me at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, Set Lusting Bruce, and I on Twitter at Set Lusting Bruce. My personal Twitter is at Jesse Jackson DFW. And if you get a chance, go to iTunes or um uh, and rate and review us it is how people find us um ellen you are a joy and i am so glad to call you my bruce sister and we are going to yeah. end this with the highways jammed with broken heroes on a last chance power drive everybody's out on the run tonight but there's no place left to hide together wendy we can live with the sadness I love you with all the madness in my soul. Someday, girl, I don't know when we're going to get to that place where we really want to go and we'll walk in the sun. But till then, tramps like us, baby, we were born to run. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, listeners.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 